This is Reimagine Law, a podcast about legal education and careers to help students navigate their career choices. Welcome to uh, Reimagine Law, the podcast series that seeks to bring to life the breadth and diversity of uh, careers uh, that you can have within the legal sector. Um, today, uh, we're going to be uh, looking at a really important part of uh, the, uh, uh, the world of solicitor apprenticeships. Because when it comes to the options that are available to school and college leavers in terms of, you know, is it university or is it the apprenticeship route, we know that parents have a part to play in the decision making process uh, and the support um, for the uh, young person who decides uh, which route they're going to go down. And in this case, the solicitor apprenticeship route. So today we're going to be hearing from a solicitor apprentice, Darcy, in a moment. Uh, and then we're also going to be hearing from her mum, Lindsay. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to, uh, uh, to, to today's session. So uh, just for a bit of context, so Darcy is uh, on the second year of her sister apprenticeship at CMS. And amongst many of her impressive achievements that you're going to hear about, um, she ran the London Marathon. Uh, and I'm not embarrassed to say she was six minutes faster than me. Um, so she uh, is a, a, a fantastic achiever in so many different ways. And we're going to hear more about uh, you, Darcy, now. So, Darcy, do you want to quickly introduce yourself and then start by sharing your experience at school when it came to all the kind of different options that were available to you? So tell us all, Darcy. Hi, everyone. I'm Darcy. I'm a um, second year solicitor apprentice at CMS. Um, I'm currently in the energy and construction disputes team um, and last year I was in the power and renewables team so very energy focused and I'm loving it. Um, so I loved school, I, I really did um, and uh, for me, so I was head student um, at school and the route that I was sort of expected to go down was university um, and that was the route that I wanted to go down. Um, I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer um, so that was my main focus. Um, I did four A-levels, I did English language, history, religious studies and Spanish um, and towards about the middle of year 12 um, we uh, I was advised to possibly drop one of my A-levels um, because of my grades, um, I was told, you know, it's better to get four C, uh, a, B, <laughs> better to get A, B, B, rather than to get four Cs. Um, so unfortunately, that meant that I dropped Spanish, and that was my favourite A level. Um, that was a big mistake, and then lockdown hit. And that's when I had time to really think about what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> um, so I really uh, took that time to think. And, you know, I realised Spanish actually was what I wanted to do, ended up picking it back up year 13. So everything was all over the place at this point. Um, and I really had time to think um, and question whether university was the route that I wanted to go down. Um, I knew I wanted to be become a lawyer, but I didn't know what degree to choose. Um, you know, I wanted to do history, philosophy, Spanish, law. It was all over the place. And when it came to writing my personal statement, I really just didn't know where to begin because I didn't know what degree I wanted to do. Um, I knew I was ready to start work. But for me, the only option 
that I thought was there was university. And if I didn't do that, then I'd be a failure. That's what I thought at the time. So um, lots of pressure um, on that sort of end. I went round to a lot of different people um, from school, teachers and things, and the apprenticeship wasn't really well known. Um, so I wasn't advised to take that route or anything until I went to um, my careers advisor and said, I'm just so confused. I'm getting different advice from different people. Um, you know, people saying I should go to university and do all of this and um, that I shouldn't be doing four A-levels and things. I just don't know what to do. And he said, why don't you do, why don't you look at solicitor apprenticeships? Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, you know, before that, I remember one teacher saying about law and I'd mentioned the solicitor apprenticeship and they said, oh, that's really hard as if I can do it. I thought, well, thank you. That motivated, motivated me further. Um, yeah, and I ended up, you know, getting the grades that I wanted. I got three A stars and an A. I got my first choice and my backup. But, you know, the universe, uh, the apprenticeship route when I found out about it was the route that I wanted to go down. I'm, I'm so grateful for my careers advisor for advising that route because I didn't even know that it was a thing. And, you know, now they're becoming, and I'm so happy about that, they're becoming more popular um, and people know a lot more about it at the time it felt like people thought it was a secondary option and it's definitely not it's definitely not a secondary option brilliant listen and, and listen good for you for proving your teachers wrong in terms of what you are capable of doing the grades that you got and I'm also really glad that you shared that actually you got that kind of conflicting advice at school so you had some, some teachers you know saying no no university that's where you need to go you know you're really smart you know, you're going to get amazing grades, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then you had that really important other teacher who just suggested you look at something else. And I think that's what's important. You just need to explore the options to find out what's for you. And um, you're also a really lovely example of uh, how lockdown was a good thing in one way, because it gave you that opportunity, right, to, to, to rethink it. Um, and, and speaking of... Um, you know, good advice that you got. So I know there was one really good action that one of your teachers suggested you do. And I wondered if you could uh, share that, Darcy, because I think it was a brilliant piece of advice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it definitely was the best advice that I received. So when I went to my careers advisor and said, I don't know what I'm doing, he suggested this list of apprenticeships. And then he said to me, he said, next week, we'll have a catch up. We'll you know, review whether you still want to do this list of apprenticeships or what you want to do. He said, um, I want you to come back next week with um, six law firms that offer the apprenticeship scheme. and then the, the solicitor apprenticeship scheme and six companies that offer an in-house solicitor apprenticeship scheme. And I thought, wow, that's going to be so hard because I didn't think a lot of people, um, a lot of companies, a lot of firms did the apprenticeship scheme. And, you know, once I started digging, I found so many, so many offered it, but it's just not, you know, on the, on the face, on the front of their website, it doesn't say solicitor apprenticeships, you have to really like dig deep. Um, but yeah, that was the best piece of advice that I got. And, you know, I'm grateful for him for that, because I wouldn't have found any of them if it wasn't for that bit of advice. He said to me, you know, you really do have to look really deep you have to go into the career section of the website you have to go into the early careers you have to click on the students and you know the early like the early careers bit um so you know I'm so grateful for him for that 
Yeah, I've, I think it's it shows that what's out there, but you've got to dig and, and you've got to look. And obviously part of what this podcast series is all about is um, make it not quite so difficult to dig and find out what's uh, out there and then to hear from people who are doing it. So, uh, you know, um, thank you. I want to also change tax slightly, Darcy, and I'd be really keen. So when you apply to universities, you know, it's, it's in essence one UCAS application, a personal statement and away you go, right? And you get loads of different universities that you, your application gets in front of. Job hunting is obviously totally different because um, you've got to make individual applications each time. So what advice or top tips would you give from a job hunting point of view and particularly for the different stages of the process that you went through uh, to secure your solicitor apprenticeship and all the fun that goes with that process so i really think i mean it's just exactly what you said simon how different it is you know applying to university is just a personal statement essentially and you predicted grades but with the apprenticeships and specifically the the solicitor apprenticeships there's so many different processes, and i think that really does highlight you know um how wrong the assumption is that university is the more you know di difficult route and apprenticeships are the secondary easy option because it's the complete opposite with um, research and yeah so um yeah so with the solicitor apprenticeship um there was a number of different processes um the first one was so you have a written application um and you know, they'll, they'll ask you the, the questions, why law, why an apprenticeship, why this firm, this company? Um, and with that application process, I was told that they essentially have this red line thing that picks up on punctuation errors and stuff. And if you have, I got told, if you have, you know, a word spelled wrong or whatever, like the binny. So I, I made sure that there was nothing wrong. Every time I sent it off, I'd always, you know, read it over 10 times to make sure that nothing was wrong no spag errors um, and then after that you then have the pre-recorded video interview um, and this was something that I struggled oh no before that is the critical thinking test that yeah that, that yeah so it's all timed um, and I think that's to see how you work under pressure and you know I'd really recommend um, doing practice tests not overdoing it or anything just becoming familiar with the format um, because it's not really it's not something that students would have come across before un unless you've been applying for for, for jobs and things um i you know applying for jobs became a bit of a hobby of mine in lockdown <laughs> so i was very used to it there was nothing else really to do apart from applying for jobs um, so that's all i did really so i was very very familiar with the process but yeah, I couldn't recommend more, you know, just practice, 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 getting used to the format of things um, and to just make sure that you don't put too much pressure on yourself because it is timed. You can see the timer. And I think a lot of people are more focused on getting the answers right rather than just trying to do their best really. And that's all you can really do. Just go in there, do your best. Then after that is the pre-recorded video interview. And this is something that I think throws a lot of people off because an interview is should be between two people personal, yeah. it's personal you like to see someone's um reaction their impression you know what, what you're saying but you can't you can't see the other person you feel like you're talking to yourself 
Um, and I think <laughs> with me, with the first couple of applications that I'd done, I, it threw me off completely. It would be such a simple question, like, why law? And I'd start talking about what's going on in the news <laughs> because I just couldn't. I just, it just threw me off completely. But then, um, and I always remember this with CMS, I just, so <laughs> I put so much pressure on myself. And I nearly, at the very beginning, nearly called them the wrong name, just because there was just so much going on in my head. And I remember I was like, I've messed this down, up. Didn't you? you ran well, down, didn't you? Not, not during it. Yeah. So, I, so during the interview, I um, I really thought I'd messed this up. And then I just calmed down after that because, well, I've messed it up now. I might as well just <laughs> do it and see how it goes. And that's the one that I got through with. I was like, wow. So, <laughs> so the, three, key, yeah, the key, the key is to just keep calm during that. You have one or two minutes to prepare and then two, three minutes to answer. You just got to keep calm, you know, and carry yeah, on. Keep calm, carry on. And then, yeah, I remember <laughs> running down to mum and saying, I've messed this up, but luckily didn't. <laughs> luckily, here today. Yeah, exactly. um, and then, yeah. yeah, and then you have the assessment centre, you know, you might have a case study or you're doing a pitch. Um, wind turbines. Yeah, wind, wind turbines. And um, yeah, and then. She likes wind turbines. <laughs> love wind turbines um no but yeah and then you have the group exercise and I think so the pitch and things you know you would have had practice from that with the pre-recorded interview sort of really um you know just make the most of your resources make the most of time time management practice before and then I'd even get you this, have you set your bedroom up yeah but that was because that was because it was virtual so you could yeah. I think it's very it's very different sometimes now it's in real life but I think you know making some notes brief yeah. notes before thinking of all the think of really difficult questions that you could get think of the most difficult questions and prepare for them and then when you get the easy ones then it calms you down so much um and then you have the group exercise and that one I think is so key you know some people Listen. think some people think that being the dominant one that means that you're gonna get through it and it's not true I think they, they're looking for you know someone who's a natural leader they're also looking for people that aren't actually leading they're looking for people that are working in the background and are actually like the team. foundations of that team um you know I had some people really trying to dominate and I just didn't let that throw me off I, did, I didn't then try and dominate them because then that would make me look even worse so I just let them do their thing made sure that people that weren't as involved were getting involved um, and then, you know, making sure that everyone's heard, but you know, it doesn't matter if you're not completely extroverted. If you are an introvert, don't let that throw you off. They're not looking for everyone because if everyone was leading, who's going to do the job? everything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, after that, then, um, yeah, then hopefully you get the call and they say, you got the job. <laughs> and what a perfect way to wrap it up is in, then you get the job and away you go. So, so lots of really good, uh, advice there, Darcy. Thank you. And, Final question to you, and be really keen to understand or get your perspective in a really succinct way as to why you would recommend the Solicitor Apprenticeship Route. I would really recommend the Solicitor Apprenticeship Route. I mean, number one, because of cost, you know, you don't have any debt, you get paid. And I think this apprenticeship route is so fundamental to making law more inclusive um because it's so expensive to become a lawyer you know with the solicitors qualifying exams you're not only paying for the exams and things you're paying for your training and stuff and luckily with cms i'm so grateful that you know provided i get my grades at university i then get rolled into a training contract and that gets paid for but i also think that 
solicitor apprentices have an advantage when it comes to actually having a job at the end of it. Um, you know, trainees are so talented and they do so well at their job, but they even say to me, they only have six months in a team to impress. You know, they've just come out of university and they're thrown into the world of law and, you know, they have to impress in, if you want to qualify into a team in six months, it's not really two years, it's a six months in that team. And I think with the apprenticeship, you have so much time mm. to get used to the firm, get used to the systems, What's know, know what, what you want to qualify into. And, you know, you have such an advantage. You have six years worth of experience once you qualify and even, you know, I think it makes you a lot more commercially aware and, and, in the, such a competitive world you know when you have that experience it's just invaluable really yeah. so that that is the main reason I'd say you know cost is great you know they pay for it but the experience I think for me has been yeah yeah definitely the best brilliant fantastic yeah I, th I mean six years of experience wow I mean that's a big chunk of time isn't it and that's really going to set you up so fantastic listen Darcy thank you loads of great insights real honesty uh, uh, with the experience and, and what you went through so uh, so, so thank you and we're now going to turn to your mum who we've heard a little bit from before uh, uh, already through uh, through what you've been chatting around um, but as, as I mentioned at the, at the top it's it's we're really you know the the the, the perspective from from Paris is hugely important. So, Lindsay, tell me a bit about what might have been expected of Darcy. Hello, I'm Lindsay, <laughs> Darcy's mum, very proud mum. Yeah, as Darcy has already mentioned, she was head student um, at the Urshaline. Um, and with that, comes the expectation that the head student normally takes either the Oxbridge route or the Russell group route to universities. So um, that was a big expectation on myself and Darcy to put yeah. her through university. She didn't want to do it. I know it's really yeah. weird. It was just like we um, applied for, was it five Russell groups? Yeah, yeah. Five and she groups. got her number one, which was UCL and King's. Or two. She back, yeah, yeah, the back, back up. So brilliant universities. Um, but then she had this <laughs> idea of going to work. But obviously she is a very talented intelligent girl that I didn't want that to go to miss but as I said there seems to be a lot of pressure you know like I had people saying oh why why is she not going to university you know why is she not doing that well, she, I said well she is going to <laughs> I, I felt like I had to explain myself all the time well she's at university but you know it's a solicitor apprenticeship but it comes with a degree it's like I had to explain that after she's getting a degree you know it's just yeah so there is a lot of pressure um to for her to have gone to university but that's not the route she wanted and I backed her all the way it was like for me it was like we said earlier a win-win uh, and, and that support is so important um, you know that, yeah. that's so important so how did you deal with it so when you know you were asked you know why is Darcy doing a solicitor friendship she's a smart girl why isn't she going to UCL or Kings or whatever what how, how did you deal with it basically as I just said, it's the win-win. You know, I, I did say to people, you know, uh, CMS are actually paying for her degree course. She's um, experiencing six different seats, isn't it? One a year. No, so, no, there's um, eight. Yeah, so eight different seats. 
Um, so therefore, you know, hopefully, especially with the current climate at the moment, I just think, you know, not guaranteed to have a job, but hopefully it's guaranteed that she will have a job. Yeah, they, they can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, just think, I just think, you know, I just feel sorry for other students now that are graduating and it's so hard for them to get a place now you know, in a law firm or doing something that they want to do. And I know um, my friend, her daughter, she went to um, uni, did all this. And then unfortunately, she can't afford to do the, what's the next step? Yeah, so the SQA. The SQA. So she's stuck being so a paralegal, she, which is I mean, nothing wrong with no. that, but she wants to be a solicitor. Yeah, she does. She can't afford it. it and she can't afford it. You know, so I'm very thankful and blessed that she's took that route. So I, I obviously, when, when someone asks me, I just look at them as if to say, well, why not? <laughs> now they come back at you. Yeah, now exactly. So, so just to kind of summarise, I, I, I guess, for, from your perspective, Lindsay, so how would, yeah, why are you happy to support Darcy to go down the Solicitor Apprenticeship route? Why would you sum it up? So if other parents were listening to this or young people in school and they were going to have you know want to talk to their parents about why this is a good route why are you not just prepared to but happy and wanted to support Darcy uh, on the Slister apprenticeship route well obviously she's my daughter and I'd back her with whatever she wanted to do um but number one as uh, Darcy previously said cost they haven't got that loan to pay back in whatever many, yeah, how many years, especially with the interest, the interest rate and everything at the moment. I just think that's a bit of a, a no-go. Um, she's just happy. She just loves having her own money. She's independent. She's living the London life, as it were. Um, you know, is there's a lot to be said for working and. Um, She's just grown up. I just can't even say. It's just in, in a matter of a couple of years, she's just a young woman now. She's independent. She's got her own car. You know, she's paid for. You know, it, there's um, not many, yeah, not many um, students that can say they've got that. So to get your degree, to have no debt, to be able to afford nice things, what is there not to like about doing a Independence, yeah. yeah. It's just a win-win when I keep saying it, but it really is. You know, listen, Lindsay, that's a really nice, you know, way of summing it up. Um, and um, uh, ahead of today, obviously, when we're preparing for, for today, I know the one of the things I talked about, so the little bomb that I dropped at the end of our last conversation was rent, uh, but uh, we'll not pick that one up. Still um, <laughs> diving that one. <laughs> But but I think you know that that point about you know funded education, you know the independence, you know you're earning money, you're enjoying working, um, uh, and you're having a great life as a result of the choice that you made, the informed choice that that you made, you know, and, and that's clear, Lindsay, that you feel Darcy made a really informed choice, and and Darcy, it's really clear you made a really informed choice. It was about what was the right route for you. Uh, as an individual so listen to both of you thank you uh, for what you've shared I, I think there's if I was to sum up you know it's there's some, a number of takeaways from what you shared but I think the importance of getting when you're at school and college getting input from different people on the choices and the options is important not being 
you know, just taking one person's advice is hugely uh, important. That comes across from your experience, Darcy. I think the important center of research, six law firms, six in-house, I think was a brilliant uh, uh, thing to, to do. Because again, it just helps you understand and, and realize that there's lots of it. There's lots of these sister apprenticeships out there, which is great. And then your tips on the recruitment process, I think were fantastic. Um, I, I think about that preparing you know, doing some practice stuff, but own over practice, but also on that assessment day, don't be the noisy dominant one. Um, that's not the way forward. Uh, um, I think it's, it's really important advice. And then Lindsay, all the stuff you shared, you know, the support that you've given. Um, but again, it's informed support. It's that win-win that you've talked about. Um, it comes across really strongly. So, so Lindsay, thank you. Darcy, thank you. Really, really appreciate everything you've you, you've shared today. So thank you, and I know you're going to have an amazing career, Darcy. So uh, I look forward to to seeing the great things that you go on to uh, that you go on to achieve. So thank you both. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, much Simon. Thank, thank you. you.